Hey y'all and welcome back to another episode of Run That Back with Sin and Donna. My name is Sinclair. And my name is Donna Canella. And welcome back to another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we're happy to have y'all here. Y'all know we always got to start off with our check-in, mm-hmm. uh, see how we doing, see if we, you know, if life is still good. Donna, how you doing? How you been? I've been good. I've been good. I've been chilling this week. I've been off of work, so it's been a really relaxed week. Um, I went to Dallas on Friday for... Um, my friend's birth, like early birthday party or birthday celebration. And that was cool. Um, you know, I've been doing this thing these last couple of weeks of like reaching back to like old flings. Not, I wouldn't even say flings. Cause I'm not, I wasn't <laughs> that much of a flinger. I'm not that much of like a little hottie, oh but you know, just a little, the men that I was, that I talked to this year and mm-hmm. you know, cause I remember last week I told you I, I had a lot of L's. Mm-hmm. So for um, lessons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I reach it back out to see like, you know, just give it things like a chance. And that's kind of what everything, not just men, just like mm-hmm. reaching out to like just old things that I plan on letting go in the future and seeing, mm-hmm. well, for the next year mm-hmm. and seeing if, you know, should I give this another chance or should I just go ahead and just bury it and let it go? Mm. And I'm being serious. Like sometimes, you know, you say you let go of things, but you're like, ah, giving that a chance maybe, or, Mm -hmm. you know, if they come Mm -hmm. back right. No, I had this one guy. Um, actually I had two instances where I I realized I had like, yeah, this guy was such complete trash and, you know, not looking at the red, red flags and, not being smart. I had one guy, um, I had went out and met him for his birthday, girl. He left me in the line to wait outside. Now, granted, I hmm. knew that this guy was an asshole. I, I fully expected the bad behavior. I just wanted to let it pile on so it can really sink in my crevices in my mind to realize that this guy ain't it. Like, so I need some context. I need some mean? context. He left you outside to stand in line for what? The club. The club. To get into wow. the club. When he Where had was a section. He? At a section. Oh, okay. So yeah. he didn't feel the need to come out and get you. No. Mm-mm. Did he show up before you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was his birthday. And I and I expected, first of all, we hadn't talked in months. I had reached out because I remembered it was his birthday. And like, he he was an asshole. Like the entire time that we were getting to know each other, like at first it was real cool, and then I don't know. Like I mean, it was something going on with him. Like he, I think he was depressed about life, which is not an excuse to be a, a ass. But mm-hmm. like he had a lot of things going on mentally that I don't think that he was aware of to go fi- get figured mm. out because he was mm-hmm. very manipulative, 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 manipulative. Yeah, 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 yeah. You smart. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, girl, he was really bad at that. And it's like I would let it. I would just see how much it would progress and just be like, man, this guy is so weird. Like I don't yeah. know if you realize that. I'm not dumb. I I can see that you're trying to flip the tables on me. Like that whole green lighting thing. Oh my God. His was like neon. Oh yeah. Well yeah. Gaslighting. Bad. Yeah. Bad, 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 bad. Like he lied. He lied to my face 
and I had my friend on the phone. Okay, quick story. So when I was yes. leaving to come to where I'm at now, um, my friend gave me a surprise party, and she invited him because she knew that I liked him. She lives downtown Dallas. This dude gave us, first of all, he could have just said no. He told her that uh, the reason he didn't end up showing up is because she lives out in the suburbs and he not used to that. And it, it was just too much for him. Girl, I had him on speakerphone and she, me and her are sitting there like, what? First of all, she lives downtown Dallas. Right. That's not the spur. That's inner city. She but- lives, I'm talking about it, she lives under 75, which if you know, oh. that's like the main highway. Like she lives right next to the highway. You can walk outside her balcony. The skyline is sitting on top of her head. That's yeah. that she's in the city. Right. Um, and he is from Mesquite, which is the suburbs of the suburbs. So yeah. I'm like, what are you what? what are you talking like talk gaslighting bad? Okay, so that's dude number one. I was like, Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Like this is what? stupid. This is absolutely stupid. Then I had another guy that I, I was kind of trying to give a chance, girl. He'd been having my number since the summertime. Every time I see him, he like let me tell you how stupid he was. He, he is. <laughs> he told me that he was in law school. Ain't no way. He was a D1 football player. Ain't no way. You ain't no you, I'm sorry. Like, no. You're not, you're not in law school. Girl, never took me out on a date. Would always gaslight me and be like, oh, it's your fault. Mind you, I would reach out to him. And I'm like, dude, I'm not about to be the dude. Ask me out on a date like a real man. Yeah. Like, I don't want to set this up. You you know, show me that you, if you want the good, like, guys don't realize, like, it ain't no equal equal in the beginning. You need to show that you, like, you that are you're interested. That you're trying to pursue me. That yeah. you're actually interested. Like, right. if you real, if guys are so dumb, like, if you realize, if you did, I don't even want to say the bare minimum because the bare minimum ain't enough. But if you treat a girl right, if you show her that you appreciate her, if you show her that you actually want to get to know her, she might give you the panties easily. That's the secret sauce. If <laughs> dudes just treated women with respect, it would go a long way. But that's not that's not the point. The point is the guy was an idiot. He told me mm-hmm. in the summertime that he was in law school. And I was like, nah, I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all. And every time I would see him, he would just be like, oh, um, you know, I, um, you know, you should reach out to me. I'm like, whatever, dude. I'm like, I'm not about to do this. Mm -mm. So last night when I saw him on Friday, I'm just like, you know, what's up? Like, why, why is this taking so long? Why, why, why do, why haven't we been out on a date yet? Like at this point, we've been having each other's number for like six months and nothing has yeah, happened. What's, what's happening? So clearly you're not really that interested. He's like, nah, mm-hmm. I am. I am. First of all, when I walked up to him, he told me, oh, you look as good as me today. What the fuck is that? What? Like, that's where that's how we're gonna start this off. Like, I'm see I saw him at the club. Like, that's how we're gonna set the start this off. Anyway. The ego. Disgusting. Um, and then he proceeds to tell me that he's no longer in high in law school because it was taking too long. And I'm like, Oh yeah, law school takes three years. He He was like, nah, law school takes one year. No, what? You're an idiot. Like you're an absolute. <laughs> so you, you were never in law school. You were never in you. law school, honey. You were probably you. trying to get your some type of certificate to become a paralegal, but you were not a lawyer. I was. <laughs> I told him I was like, my mom's a lawyer, which is true. It's the honest truth. He was like, no, nah, I, I, I'm, I'm right. I like to be right. Great. He told me, and this is how I knew red flag. Like it was just, ba- it was blaring. Like. I, this is probably the longest conversation I actually had with him in person. Like, 
without him being like super sleepy or whatever, <sighs> super high. And it was just so bad. Like he was a little young. He's young, a little younger than me, which you can totally tell. And it's yeah. And honestly, age doesn't really matter, but in certain instances, they are very apparent and in that instance mm-hmm. where he was like i just want to be like i gotta be right he told me that he was like I, I i need to be right like i have to be right and i'm just like but you're but you're not he, but you're not he was like that's no that. law school in this world takes a year what the what are you talking about what are you talking like that's about? an easy google search <laughs> like if you're gonna be out here lying at least get your facts straight with like the simple basics my guy like that's not even that's not even plausible it's not that's... even plausible so it was like it was a stupid nonsense and he was just like he in that instance he became so unattractive because it was like you're sitting here and you're telling me that i need to i need to add, i need to do something i need to put it out there that i actually like you too and i'm like i wouldn't be talking to you if i didn't he's like well i wouldn't be talking to you either like it was so childish and i'm like what oh, he was like this is so cringe it's so bad and i'm like why do you send me good morning and never follow up like i'll send you good morning back or hey how you doing and nothing. He was like, "Well, I'm not gonna be talking to you all day. I mean, that's like, you know, I, I'm working. Then don't send yeah. me good morning. Cause number one, if you ask me my opinion, Wait, I don't even. Quick. What's up? Uh, turn your uh, mic down. Some it's getting in the red. Oh, okay. Okay, how about now. Yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I don't even like good morning text messages. So he, yeah, if he if he would have just asked me that, we could have. Yeah, that that would never had to be a thing. Anyway, I'm sorry. Made a, I had you know you asked you you opened Pandora's box when you asked me how I was doing, and so uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was, well, but it was well, good. It was good. It was good to 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 real like to get that final like yeah. Let this go. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that all these guys who who are just cringy and just gaslighting and very manipulative and mm-hmm. just weird mm-hmm. block just yeah. block yeah i you know i love a block i love a good oh. block button f- for somebody because i feel like it just i don't know it kind of feel i feel like blocking somebody feels like cleaning you know um cleaning a, a a pair of icy white you know forces mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. like you know you clean it and it's all fresh again you're like yes new mm-hmm. start you yeah. know i feel like that's what a block button means to me sometimes like starting over yeah yeah see uh i, I yeah i'm i'm yeah I, I need to go ahead and get some blocks <laughs> so, i some think block. so I i'm think definitely gonna so. block probably block his actual number i want um ugh. It, it just it's so disappointing it's so disappointing but th- i forgot to tell you because it's coming back to me as i'm thinking about it this was the nail in the coffin well there were i mean the whole conversation was a nail in the coffin <laughs> but this is what really got me and i was like hell no nah, i'm not doing it. i'm not putting up with this next year i asked him as i was leaving i was like oh can you walk me to my car because i'm about to leave he said that's boyfriend behavior like i'm like would you like why do I need I have to leave the club mind you we was at a lounge he was like I gotta leave the club like I, I'm like but you can get back in there's no line there's literally it's literally inside outside like you can walk back in yeah but that's just like uh-uh, I, that's just doing too much that's doing too much to walk me to my car is First doing too all, much number one that's not boyfriend behavior that's human being behavior 
I'll right. walk my friend to a car or two women will walk somebody to a car if it's late at night and we're at a club. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, girl, you about to leave? Well, let's, you know, let's walk you to your car. That's just human behavior. That's thoughtful behavior. Yeah. He's a goofy. He yeah. is a certified goofy who deserves to be blocked. I think you need to block all the men's <laughs> numbers in your phone and <laughs> only add. Yeah. And de- so that way, the next time you add a number to your phone, mm-hmm. And you start communicating with somebody, it's you know, it's like a new fresh roster. You yeah, understand what I'm yeah. saying? You're like right, a fresh right. roster, a fresh draft sheet. You yeah, know, I think yeah. you need to just block all the numbers. Yeah. Block them. Yes, I yes, I I will, I will, I will. I I am. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm I'm serious about going into this year with a fresh mind when it comes to all of this bullcrap because it's stupid. It's like un- so it's unnecessary. So stupid. And I just don't want to deal with it anymore. And like, yeah. make sure I'm not de- like, if you can't do the bear, like I asked a dude too, like my friend was there with her guy. I was like, is it like too much to ask a dude to walk me to my car? Like, I'm not asking for $50 to get home in an Uber. I'm literally <laughs> asking you to walk me to my car so I can be safe. So I can feel safe. Like you, this big dude, you can't walk yeah, me to my that's, car. Yeah. Like that's so yeah. pathetic. That's so. He a goofy. Yeah, so he was done. He I, a goofy. I was his actually about to block his job. number. Like that night, I just hadn't got, I just kind of forgot about it because I got distracted. But you're right, yeah. I do. Block. I do. So, Block. but what's oh, going on? Oh, update. Well, yeah, what? what? Uh, oh, well, oh, I wanted to get oh, an update. Oh, 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 the update from last week. So, if you didn't catch yes. last week, um, I had some issues with a promoter and it, 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 came to my knowledge that he was still feeling some type of way about some, an incident that we had at the club and he decided to shoot me, um, a lengthy DM that um, really it was ridiculous. It was guys. Re- yeah, you got to just go back and listen to it. But it, it expressed how he really felt, and it was honestly too much. It was unnecessary and very unprofessional. So the follow up to that, and he was wrong in the DM. Oh, he was completely wrong. He was absolutely wrong. So we had a conversation. We had a conversation on the phone actually that night when I got off on later Sunday, um, when we had the podcast. And pretty much, girl, he proceeded to tell me that those were his actual true feelings and it just came across, you know, he shouldn't have sent it in that type of form and stuff like this. And I'm like, but, you know, I sent you a text message being apologetic and we could have had a conversation right then and there. And he never really responded. Like, he was just like, he never responded to my apology. So it's like, what I asked him, I was like, what else did you want from me? He was and he, girl. He wanted me to call him. He wanted me to call him, and 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 pretty much apologize to him. He wanted me to follow up because he was like, you know, you left the club and like I didn't see you that night. You know, of the of when we had the incident, and he was like, you know, I just felt like you just was pretty much like you don't you didn't care, and it was like, honestly, I stayed to the end. I stayed actually, I stayed to the very end. I didn't see him when I left out of there. And so I'm not about to look around. Like, I'm about to go. Like, it was, honestly, it was just awkward. Like, to be as human as possible, it was awkward AF. Um, I knew that you were upset. So, honestly, talking to somebody that upset, it's not going to get much done because you're going to be sitting here like, oh, she giving excuses, da-da-da-da-da. Like, and, like, we had a full conversation on what happened, and it was a lot of things he didn't know, and it was a couple of things that I didn't know, and it was just we were just not on the same page. But if I would have told him, like, oh, I'm doing this, 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 and this, he would have 
looked at those as excuses like oh she it would have just made him even more frustrated so that's Mm -hmm. why you know you got to give people time and give people space and clearly that's what he needed and i don't think he realized that's what he needed like sometimes it's not like best to try to have a conversation right then and there in the heat of the moment because Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that a lot of the the common sense things that would be understood if you weren't so Mm -hmm. angry gets lost so right right yeah and then i was like you know why did you think it was okay i wrote this down on a sticky note and everything because i was like i need to make sure to ask him why did he think it was okay to send me that text like that message yeah and he was like, yeah, it wasn't. He apologized. And he was like, yeah, I definitely shouldn't have sent it at 3 a.m. But he was like, I would have sent that to a male or a female. It didn't matter. And I was just like, that's BS. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's BS. But did he also apologize for being wrong? Did you correct him on the fact that you weren't even DJing that night? Girl, so I brought that up. And he kept, like, trying to get away from that conversation, like, that part. Like, it's still, like, I never came to a, a understanding as to why. And I asked him that. I was like, why did you send that? For that video, and I guess he was just, according to what he was, according to what he was saying, he was just, it just happened to be that video. He just was frustrated. He was talking about it with his friend, I guess, with the promotion group. He was just frustrated. So I guess the first video that he seen, which was that video, is not the first video. You had to like kind of go through my videos a little bit to get to that video. But I guess he just came across the profile and sent it but it still didn't make sense because he makes mention of the club in the message so i asked him that he never gave me a full clear response i guess it's hard to give a response to some hating ass stuff you know when yeah, you're being a hater you don't want to no yeah there is no explanation so that's that's what i came that's what i concluded in my mind he just didn't really i'm so sorry explain. that you have to experience this goofiness I, but i feel like that's what's that's just a, that's the mentality of the south though like yeah. the hate the jealousy the envy mm-hmm. like you know just not being able to communicate mm-hmm. um it's 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 really it's really ridiculous yeah. i think that you know you should just do you should just do a fresh start you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying maybe maybe 2022 find you some better promoters you understand what i'm yeah. saying like you know, honestly i think it's some... men i think it's men it's 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 like i've never dealt with as many men and their personalities mm-hmm probably in my entire life up until this point and i'm talking about grown men like yeah constantly having to work with them in their and what mm-hmm. they have to say and their opinions and you know obviously i've had male friends i've dealt with men in the past before but like being out in the club being out with different like brand new men and like just this is trying to get into their arena and and work with them mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff mm-hmm. it just shows you a different side of a person and kind of a yeah. different side of the gender and where we where we are at when it comes to like gender relations is mm-hmm. i mean it's really piss poor um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and you know I'm not going to excuse all women behavior. I feel like I have to say that because then you'll have a man be like, well, not all women are sanctified, which is true. However, man, men, they're pretty bad. The the misogyny is just deep rooted. Yeah. And the misogynoir in America is just deep rooted. Oh, it's, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. But enough of um, the BS that I put up with these guys, what's been going on with you? (laughs) Oh, uh, um, you know, everything has been 
going. Uh, okay. Whew, I am going through the process of like trying to figure this adult life out, this adult shit out. And mm-hmm. I can say that having a therapist, you know, I can't stress this enough how much even just after a couple of sessions like I'm just able to think through things clearer, mm-hmm. think through things clearly, um, you know, and, you know, eat up, eat and chew some of my words. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing things. I'm going back to doing things that I said, oh, I'm gonna, I'm never doing that again. I'm never doing that again. First of all, that's, that's the dumbest shit to say in your 20s. That you're never going to do something. You don't you don't know what the fuck you'll do. You don't know what the fuck you'll have to do. You don't know where life will take you. Mm-hmm. Shit happens. Thing hap- things happen. That whole, oh, it'll never be me. Bitch, yes, it will. Mm-hmm. It will and it can. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I'm just going through just learning and uh, just learning and growing. It's been so exciting. I am going back to uh, bedside nursing. You know, at first I said I never wanted to do it, but honestly, it works best for me. Mm-hmm. I'm most comfortable in that space. I'm only working three times a week, and that's where the money resides at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, so, um, so yeah, so I'm going back to that so I can have more time because that's all I've been talking about. I feel like, you know, this whole year is time, time, time. Where's the time? Why don't I have time? I need time. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a BSI nurse gives me the most time. I have realized that and that is what I need right now mm-hmm. in order to honor all the parts of me that need nurturing. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's where I am. It's a it's a beautiful space, a beautiful thing. Um, my anniversary just passed with with my girlfriend Tiffany, so Aww. you know, we're two years, two years oh, wow, in, two and years. Uh, yes, yes, two years in, and I'm gonna be uh, in Dallas um, Christmas weekend to DJ my best friend's birthday party. So okay, that's lit. exciting. Uh, I'm nervous. I can't even lie to you, but I'm excited. Um, and then something too, um, you know, my best friend is going through because we were talking one day and she was like, you know, I, she was like, even though I haven't been in a relationship in a very long time, Mm -hmm. she was like, I'm always constantly talking to somebody or, you know, I'm texting somebody or I'm going on dates with somebody. She was like, I think that I really just want to just not talk to anybody at all. Like no texting, no flirting, Mm -hmm. no giving my number out, just completely just, Mm-hmm. you know, disconnect from dating. And I wanted to ask you, have you ever done that? Yes. Mm. I'm doing it now. The only reason why I'm talking to these heathens again is because I had this idea in my mind of, you know, reaching out and really like putting the nail in a coffin. That's what I'm doing. It's like a process yeah. of like, a, you know, yeah. all of these dudes I knew are trash. They don't have their trash. I'm not I'm not going back to give them a second chance. It's just to be like, see? It's almost like I'm talking I'm talking to myself almost like, see what you're not missing out on. So yeah. <laughs> right, like, I'm, right. I'm, you the type <laughs> what, what, what's your sign again? You the type you gotta what? You gotta succeed for yourself. Yeah, I'm an Aries and I'm like like, you know, I, I saw it and you know, all of these guys that I'm talking to again, it's like I haven't been talking to them in a while. Like I haven't talked to anybody. Um, 
it's been like a couple months, like where it's just kind of been silent on my phone. Like if you're not a friend or a girlfriend or this podcast or mm-hmm. family, I'm not talking to anybody. And it, 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 it honestly is because where I live and like I, the garbage that I was talking to in Dallas, like all of those, <laughs> were, they were pretty Not bad. the garbage. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I can't believe I was dealing with this in Dallas. But um, yeah, when I moved out to where I'm living now, First of all, I don't really, it's it's not that many young people. Like, there are, but, like, I'm not outside. I'm just doing, yeah. I'm inside doing my work, focusing on my work. So, I haven't got the opportunity to meet anybody, but I'm not complaining. So Right, right, yeah. right. And I right, think your right. friend is onto something good, and I think, you know, a lot of things <laughs> And that's why I was able to come up with this idea of just, like, you know, just, like, you know, are you going to come into the new year with me? And honestly, that goes with anybody, like friends included. Like, am, am I going to let you go in the next two weeks? Like, I'm going to give you a chance if you don't respond, if we're mm-hmm. not collecting, clicking. And it's okay. It's like, yeah, it's got to let it go. Yeah. 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 Agree. Agree. So look mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. growth. Growth. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice. It's so growth. Nice. Um, but yeah, but let's get on to our uh, music, mm-hmm. uh, Rumbacks, and uh, both of us. You know, uh, listen to the new Roddy Rich album. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I want to get your thoughts on it, your takes on it uh, first. Like, wh- first of all, are you a fan of Roddy Rich? Mm. Um, and were you anticipating this album and looking forward to, or looking forward to it? Um, and then just what do you think about it? And then you know, give your favorite song. Okay. Ooh, let me make sure I try to remember all of those. So I'm not <laughs> the biggest Roddy Rich fan. Fan, to be mm-hmm. quite honest. Um. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, like I've listened, I've given his music a chance, like his albums in the past, and honestly, they're just not that catchy to me. Like some of the more mm. popular songs are the songs that I tend to like, um, but just like his B sides, like I've never really like been that intrigued by some of his B sides. I don't know. I think it's the way he raps, and, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Like, cause sometimes it flows and I like it, but then sometimes I'm just like, nah, this ain't it. Um. And that's kind of how I felt about the album. There were a few skips for me. I'm going to see if I can find the skips. Um, but there were a few that I really, really liked. And one of the songs that I really, 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 I really like this song a lot. It would probably be my one of my faves for the start of the new year. Um, mm-hmm. It's, um, what is it? Um, Move to Miami. Oh, okay. that song is so good. Like, I just love... Um, at first it kind of threw me for a little loop with the whole, the beginning part. Cause it's so like, kind of, I don't want to say like dance, but it's like, no, it is. It sounds like, yeah. Yeah. Like when I first heard the intro to that song, I had to look on my phone. I was like, wait, did my phone, uh, go to some like deep house music? You know what I'm saying? Cause I, cause I listened to a lot of deep house. So I'm like, did I accidentally press something where it switched or you know, did I go to some deep house? Mm-hmm. And then I looked and it was him. And I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like that a lot. I liked it a lot. Um, it, it caught me off guard. But when it like transitioned into the like the 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 808s and the, 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 the actual hip hop of the song, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I like this a lot. I like the song with him and Gunna. And I like the song with him in Takeoff. I did not like all good with him in future i did not like the song with him in kodak um <sighs> there were like the the beginning the the first chunk of the first part of the album is not that good to me the good stuff comes kind of in the middle and the, the latter part of the album 
Um, really? That's so funny because I, I feel like it's in reverse. Really? For me. Really? Yeah. So, okay. So, number one, mm. I am a fan of Roddy Rich. Roddy, Roddy Rich is one of the very few young new rappers that I actually enjoy. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like that I okay. actually enjoy their flow. And I have been a fan of Roddy Rich since I saw him on, you know, DJ Mustard's album uh, and he was on Ballin'. Okay. Like when I first heard Ballin', I was like, what? Mm -hmm. This is the fucking song of the damn year and mm -hmm. summer. And then number two, like, who is this guy? Who mm -hmm. is this guy rapping over this beat? Mm -hmm. And I've been a fan ever since because I like the sound of his voice and I like his flows. Uh -huh. um, and honestly, I you know I don't really keep up with music, so I was, didn't even know he was coming out with a new album until like the night before. Mm -hmm. uh, but honestly, I like it now. Remember when I told you that I didn't have any skips? That's okay. not true. Okay, I do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I do, and I feel like the all of my the most of the songs that I enjoy are at the top. So mm -hmm. I think it's funny. So my one of my favorite songs is "All Good" with Future. Like, what I like this. Yes, I like that song a lot. I like "All Good." Um, I like Hibachi with Kodak Black and 21 oh, Savage. So I love, actually, I, I love Hibachi. You like, okay. <laughs> I actually love Hibachi. Uh, and I, um, like paid my dues, uh, with Takeoff. Okay. And as far as his songs without features, mm -hmm. here's a bad thing about it. I don't really like his songs that don't have a, that where it's, you know, there isn't a feature. Mm -hmm. So that makes me feel like, hmm. I feel like his first album was better. Mm, okay. I feel like this album doesn't really have a lot. I feel like the lyrics are a bit superficial. It doesn't really have a lot of yeah. depth to yeah. it. You know? I kind of felt that way too as I was listening to it. The, the, the lyricism is just kind of very surface level. Yeah, very surface level, very, very, very surface level ly lyricism. So I love it when I'm trying to turn up like and you know, like if I, you know, want to get lit, like I love the album for that. Mm -hmm. And I love it because it's some dance music, you know, but yeah, very superficial lyrics. I mean, you know that Moneybag Yo is not anywhere near, you know, my favorite rapper, but, and I feel like Moneybag Yo's lyricism is very surface. I feel like his lyricism on this album is worse than Moneybag Yo's. Damn. But, well, you know, but I like it though, because I like the beats and I like his voice and I like how he raps over beats in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. And, and, you know, I don't want to be listening to some heavy, hardcore lyrics in the club that that's not what I go to the club for. I don't go to the club to get political. Um, well, however, but the, well, that's I just the thing. feel like, like, if, if you're going to do that, make sure your beats are really good. And some, some of the beats right. to me weren't that great. Yeah, some of the so. beats weren't that great. And and let me clarify, y'all. When I say like this, when I say superficial lyricism, I'm not saying that you have to be deep like Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, but I mean like you still have to have some good lyrics. Like, yeah. let me give you an example Catch of somebody who I feel like has deep lyrics, mm -hmm. but not deep on the level of like Kendrick and J. Cole, mm -hmm. but not as superficial as like what this is. Um, and I feel like 21 Savage. Okay. 21 Savage to me is an example of a rapper whose lyrics are not superficial, but also not super deep. 
Okay, I can see that. I can see that. There's a balance of it. Yeah. My girlfriend is giving me all types of side eye right now because money bag, <laughs> yo, because she likes him. I, Girl. <laughs> Girl, get I out like, of here. I like bags too, but I respect your opinion. Yeah, I, I can see that about 21. I can also see that about Young Thug. It's like. Right, Young Thug too. Exactly. Young Thug is not no deep rapper, but his lyricism is nowhere near superficial and, service, yeah. and surface level. Yeah, yeah. I guess for me, surface level is like when you repeat a lot, and I felt like there was a lot of repetition. Like It was. You know, it was. It was now. a lot. Big booty, big booty girls running around. Yeah, my house it was. Naked. It was I'm a like, lot okay, of repetition. I get it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> we get it right we um, get it we get it but you're right it was a lot of repetition 100 so i'm so we really are on the same page i just like i just like roddy rich yeah yeah and i don't dislike roddy rich i i will take time out to give him a chance his music a chance i just, I just tend to not like it's those songs that i like are probably going to be in my heavy rotation but this album in general it probably won't be to be quite agreed honest. agreed uh-huh. So, Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I'm specific glad. songs, yes, but not the whole album. Right, right. I'm, and I might give it another chance. Sometimes, like with albums and artists like him, I gotta hear the song out in a club setting. To be quite honest, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that might get me in. Like, I'm, am I real me in? But just off of me listening, listening to it at home, I was like, okay, some of these songs, I can see, I can hear some of these songs being played in the club, but I don't know, like, I'm gonna probably have to, it's probably gonna have to be trendy, to be quite honest, like, it's probably gonna have to be, a, I'm gonna have to hear it out a lot in order for me to like it, and that's how sometimes yeah. it goes with some albums that I really don't enjoy that much, I have to hear the songs out, some songs out to actually enjoy some of the music off of uh, some albums, but yeah, overall, I would, I would give this album, um, Maybe a 6.5, 7. That's crazy. I was thinking that I would give it a 6 out of 10. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Not a bad yeah. album, but not no, the greatest no, either. No, no, no. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. And maybe he wanted to come up with an album that wasn't, you know, so serious. And maybe he wanted to do something that was for easy listening, just for fun. Maybe yeah. he'll come back with something different, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, did you listen to the... Well, I know that you listen to that. Let me not even ask. The Aaliyah and the Weekend song. What is that? Like, what, 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 what are we doing here? I'll tell you what it was. It was. I'm and I'm trying to say this in a very nice way. I think the song was terrible. Yeah. I think it was a terrible, terrible song. I think the way that they, um dubbed her voice Mm -hmm. gave her no justice Mm -hmm. how they had her in that basically like that one note the whole time that's why you don't that's why i don't think that it's a good idea to use the voice of a deceased artist because because that voice is just so one note it's so monotonous um it just sounds very one tone. It has no depth to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a dead person can't do runs. They can't add no, you know, um, intricate creativity to the sound, you know, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it sounded like. Yeah. It, it sounded terrible. I think that they did Aaliyah a very, a very bad in, injustice because I, you know, it, yeah, it, it didn't do her, it didn't do any good for her legacy. Yeah. It probably helped the weekend, but mm-hmm. for, you know, kids who weren't around to hear Aaliyah, like, 
I wouldn't want them to hear that. They need to go to listen to her actual album, yeah. not this. Yeah, it was very weird to me, to be honest. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see its necessity. Like we didn't need this. Mm-mm. Like I felt like y'all found a decent clip of her voice or a recording or whatever, and decided to make a song out of it, but. It, this her vocals sounded old to me. Like the recording, her vocals sounded weird. They sounded weird and old, and looked like they probably tried to like fix them up. But it just, I mean, you're taking a recording from the '90s and putting it in 2001. It's just not gonna sound that great. And it sounded weird to me. It sounded very forced. And I don't understand why the weekend was selected to be the per like the person to sing with her. Like if if even if we had a good recording of her voice, why the hell did we pick? Why did they pick the weekend? He the I weekend. Don't know. The weekend is like the pink sheep of the blacks. Like <laughs> we know the weekend, but who, who, who's making the weekend money? Not the black community. Not you know us. So why yeah. would you take such a, a a a treasure in the black community a black and cultural put, icon. With, put her with the weekend? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that does like they just don't connect to me. Like I don't feel like if she was alive, she would be making music with the weekend. Hell no. Like she would be making music with uh, Drake, Drake, or Summer Walker, or Jasmine right. Sullivan, or SZA, SZA, some somebody that's poppy, but you know, not that. Freaking um, what's her name? Uh, the one that came out? With, no, no, Normani, Cardi B. Oh, like, no, oh yeah, you know Normani, right? Yes. Like somebody that's like that. But the weekend, I had, I had an issue yeah. with that. Like, first of all, the the song wasn't that. It wasn't good. It it was weird. No. And I mean, she's been dead for what over thirty years now, or or not thirty years? <laughs> Definitely not thirty years. But twenty years. Twenty years. And. It honestly just kind of gave me the creeps. Like, why aren't we letting this woman rest? Why are you ma- trying to make money off of her with this really strange recording and then trying to fill it in with the weekend's voice? It just doesn't yeah, go it, to me. It didn't go. It didn't go. It didn't. It didn't go. It wasn't necessary. Uh, honestly, truly, zero out of ten. Yeah. Zero out yeah. of ten. And just let these artists rest because at this point you just trying to capitalize off her legacy and you're not doing it any positive. You're not doing it any justice. Like if you're going to try to capitalize off someone's legacy, um, you know, especially somebody who had, who was on that level of superstardom and who has this much cultural influence, like Mm -hmm. don't come out with no Fugazi shit like this. You understand? And then I'm upset at her team for allowing it because they were probably like, oh yeah, it's the weekend, but they, they didn't do her any justice. If I was Aaliyah, I would come back and I would haunt the fuck out of the weekend Mm -hmm. and whoever is in charge uh, over, you know, basically the, the property of her voice, I would come back and haunt the motherfuckers because it's terrible. Yeah. That was, it was really bad. (laughs) I definitely will not be giving that another run. Nah, I nah. I only need one time. I only need one time for that. I feel like that song was like liver and onion. You only need to try it once. Yep. Wait, I I like, I like those things. I I, I had to process it. I I like those. I like that. With some mashed potato, Mm, some gravy. Mm, Yeah, nah, that's nasty. I can't stand liver. What? I love let me not i hate the texture it's too uh metallic tasting for me and the texture is real rough like a cat's tongue Mm -mm. what the wait what kind of liver what kind of liver you eating i don't i ain't never had no liver like that liver i eat is smooth yeah nah Uh -uh. i don't know i I, what it is one of 
I enjoy delivering onions a lot. <laughs> but the, I, that's an <laughs> old lady in me talking. That's an old southern lady in me talking. That is the old southern lady. It's all good. Uh, okay, let's move on um, and get, let's get into a little culture. Okay, so I saw this clip circulating. I don't even know where I saw it. I, I think it was Twitter. And it was Swahidi performing. <laughs> and it was really bad. And the caption on the video was like, oh, she's terrible or something like that. And, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the next hater, but it, <laughs> it was terrible. I'm just like, man, I don't understand. Like, she should just be a model. Like, she has talent in other areas that, you know, are not being pursued, I feel like. And, you know, I understand at this point it's just a money grab. Like, we're seeing a money grab happen before our eyes. Like, she... She's not labeled the hustler of the year for no reason. Right. She gonna scam her way up to the top. Talent right. or and no talent. Okay, cause this cause her music career is a scam. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um and she's somehow been able to stay relevant without talent. Like that's the most amazing thing to me. Like she's been able to get these major deals teaching classes at USC. Did you see that? I saw that, that she's teaching classes at girl. Yeah, yes. she's getting all of these things, but she has no like real musical history like she doesn't have the 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 coof the she doesn't no. have, she doesn't have the 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 experience to be doing any of these things like the fact no, that she had a McDonald's she has, meal like your popularity ain't even like that like this should be Rihanna but you know right. you got it so we respect the hustle but the performance that I saw was so bad it sounded like like a high school, like a middle school talent show where they just like, yeah, let's just let the baby participate. Like and, it, the and tone you know what? wasn't there. The dance, I mean, I've seen her, like you said, she was cl- clicking her heels and doing weird stuff. In one <laughs> and then another performance, she was just, she didn't have any enunciation. So it was like, yeah, she's not a performer. Baby. And it's not baby like me sweetie. being a hater. She's just not a performer. She's not a performer. And I, let me tell you, sweetie doing the heel click, there's no place like home Ugh. on the fucking stage and then, and then doing whatever that was attempting to do. Baby, when I saw that video, when I tell you I was laughing out loud, and let me tell you, like, I am not the type of person to, like, try to joke and make fun of somebody, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know at that person's expense i know that she feels terrible and nine times out of ten the videos that you're talking about are from her saturday night live performance Mm. that she did like um like the last week in november Mm. here's the thing about it because i watched it the one that i saw was on a stage it looked like an auditorium like she was on like in the middle of an arena oh really because her saturday night live performance was was that the one when i that I don't I don't know if that was the one where she clicked her heels. I can't remember, but I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um and we and I can't remember either if we talked about this on the last uh show, but Sweetie Saturday Night Live performance is a, probably the worst Saturday Night Live performance Ooh. that I've seen in the past like 10 years. Like Damn. I've never when I say that her enunciation is lacking, mm-hmm. it's like it's she does not pronounce her consonants or her vowels it just sounds like her tongue is getting twisted and tied like you know like you remember how when we were little we used to hold our tongue and we used to say you know talk while holding your tongue in between your fingers yeah that's what she sounds like when she's rapping like she holding her tongue in between her fingers like 
this nigga eight figure. That's my type. You know what I'm saying? Oh <laughs> like that's how she like she's just not enunciating at all. And we have been following Sweetie's career for a while and her artist development. And I could have sworn she was going to like an artist boot camp for growth. Where's the outcome of that? Did she ever really go to the boot camp? Because right now it's not seeming like she did because it has been, I feel like she's had a year, two years to develop and grow and at least be a little better. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I see zero improvement in her performance and her performance skills. Zero. Yeah. It, and mean, honestly, like it's, it's low key sad to see, because like you said, you're right. Like she is riding this wave of celebrity without any type of talent and the only reason why she's getting away with this is because of that pretty light skin privilege i know it is mm -hmm. a dark-skinned chick can't be that terrible of a rapper and still and perform on snl yeah yeah be performing on some of the biggest stages teaching courses teaching courses about teaching life. courses on how to be a bad right. performer like what like what, what is she teaching on how to be the top influencer i think that's a great class yeah but if she's doing anything that revolves around music and music theory mm -hmm. it's a no for me yeah well i think the class is about like social media and like marketing and stuff well like that's that, where which, she needs I mean, to be that, that that's her bag for sure but it's still like i mean it's embarrassing at this point. It ain't even like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Like, it's like, why would you do that? Like, why Why is this a thing? Why are you Why are you setting yourself up for failure? Why is your team letting you go out here looking crazy like this? Like, you know that you don't sound good. The girl, people around you know that you don't sound good. Why would they let you go out there and perform like that? Why not just be a model? You got right. you got the BBL deluxe, like you pretty right. You, you right. You got, the, you got the BBL and the breast implants. Yeah, just just rock. Rock that, and there ain't nothing wrong with that because half of everybody got it now, so it ain't even something like, Oh, yeah, she did. No, you fit right in. You're a pretty girl, she's a pretty girl. Mm -hmm. She's very, very, very beautiful. Be a I model. love that she hasn't done anything with her face. Yeah, be a model, be mm -hmm. a model, get some endorsements, be out here, you know, get flown out, girl. But please stop making music. Stop, yes, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, like, it's we, bad. We, we see it's, it. it's a money heist, it's we get it. and honestly, it's offensive. <laughs> It is because it's wasting people's time. It's just like, okay, are you just giving people stuff to talk about? Because I saw that she had took the little heel, the little heel thing that she had did on stage. It kind of made a joke about it. It made a video. I had saw a video posted somewhere of her like make re like reenacting it, and it was funny. It was like, okay, like we see it. Like you taking the joke that you know people did towards you and turning it on to you know making it out of something. But it's like, right. do you have to do that for everything? Cause basically it, everything deserves it at this point. Like, everything deserves it. Everything God, deserves God, it. My God. <laughs> yeah. Uh. It's, it's, it's terrible, but, and you know, and I feel like the music community should be offended because it's just like, because it's just like, why, why is she allowed to be this bad? No, no artist is upset that she's doing this well with no talent. Like mm -hmm. producers aren't upset. Executives aren't upset. Like y'all aren't offended. Y'all aren't mad that people who are more talented and deserve the opportunity mm -mm. aren't getting it because space is being taken up by no dancing, talentless, 
slurred speech when they rap, you know, artists. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like know, it, like it, like that don't not. like it don't upset y'all. No, they're not because she's pretty. She's light skinned. She fits the bill. She's literally the epitome of that privilege. Like what? It, how far I can take you? Like she every is time I see her, I'm just like, bro, like you are, like you're winning because you're literally using everything that you have received naturally from the grace of God. Like you are right. using this luck and you're running it up. <laughs> right, running it the fuck up, baby. Let me, if pretty privilege, if that phrase was in the dictionary. If it ever goes into the dictionary or the encyclopedia, mm-hmm. Sweetie's face needs to be yes. right next to it because yes. that's what this this is just what her whole life is yeah. at this point. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah, because if anybody really had an argument like, oh no, nah, she really she really out into something. It ain't it ain't because she light skinned. Then what is it? Then what is it? Then what is it? Then what is it? Because like, it's be not waiting. the fact like, that what, she sa- what, what 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 has she done with, with, that takes talent. And I'm talking about actual physical talent. What, what has she done? Nothing. Sweetie <laughs> rap like Helen Keller. I don't know who that is. Google it. Oh, yeah. She, she's so bad. She's terrible. She's so bad. So she tone pretty. deaf. So she bad. music deaf. It's terrible. And at the end of the day, I'm not knocking her hustle and anything that she's doing what is upsetting is that she is allowed to come in and I feel like just taint the 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 craft you understand what I'm saying like mm-hmm. you know like people honestly sweetie makes Cardi B look like the female Jay-Z oh, oh, man. <laughs> oh yeah yeah and that's somebody that to me honestly Cardi B didn't really have like talent talent and it's and it's still questionable, like her rapping ability, but I feel like she's improved. Like I feel like she put, you know, she tried to put some skin in the game. She tried to yeah. improve herself. And there's and, some growth and development. Yeah, and it's and it's clearly noticeable that she's grown. But Swahili, what's going on, sweetie? What is happening? Cause it ain't it. It's like it's getting worse. Like you came out with some hits yeah. a couple years ago that people really enjoyed. And now it's just like, okay, you done ran out of ideas. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, baby, that, that rap career is over. And it's okay that it's coming to an end. All things come to an end <laughs> at some point. So, right. yeah, but enough about Sweetie. I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want that uh, uh, talking about her for too long because at this point it's known that she's, she's yeah. bad. The number one draft pick was supposed to go to Florida State, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he decided to change his mind. He got convinced to go to yep. the HBCU, and I think that is so important. And I think it is interesting to see the the backlash that he's been receiving from other black athletes, especially athletes that are in the NFL that are criticizing him for going to HBCU. I've been seeing a couple. I've been seeing. I've been seeing the argument on both sides. Like you know, we need this for it in order for the tides to change. But I also been seeing a lot of back black athletes talking about like he's not going to be able to make it far going to HBCU or like that HBCU men um, don't go into the NFL and I think that's such BS. I think that's I think that's super BS because because if you're talented, you're going to be talented no matter where you are. Yeah. If you're winning games, 
if you are fast, if you have skill, mm. um, if you're a good athlete, you're going to be there wherever you are and people are going to come to you. Mm. There are uh, many of black people who don't get seen, who go to the big white, you know, big white schools and, um, and big white uh, conference areas who still don't succeed. So I don't think that that's a, I don't think that that should be um, a factor. And also too, we have to remember a lot of black athletes, you know, I feel like are, are out of touch. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of these black athletes are out of touch. I mean, a lot of them, you know, get money and decide to, um, you know, go out, go out and get a white woman and then brag about it mm-hmm. on social media and, and make toast mm-hmm. saying, yeah, to, you know, cheers to having more light skinned babies. Mm-hmm. Like this is what oh, God. Did somebody really are say on. That? And somebody really said oh. that girl, this happened a couple of years oh, where no. these athletes uh, went viral and got dragged because they posted, I don't know, maybe it was like a Snapchat or something, but they had a video where they were cheersing with their two white women and they were like, cheers to more light-skinned babies. Oh, so God. at the end of the day, <laughs> we have to take, yeah, th- that's what they said. How, how colorist and self-hating is that? So it's just like, we have to take what these athletes say in stride mm. because you, because, you know, honestly, truly, the only athletes who I would consider to be actual, um, you know, groundskeepers and holders of the black culture and the black needs is really LeBron James and Colin Kaepernick. Mm. I mean, they're the only ones who are vocal. I feel like who even care about black issues, black people. Um, and so it's just like, what, what else, what can you expect? What can you expect from an athlete but to say, if you go to this HBCU, you're not going to be successful? He's the number one high school draft pick. Mm-hmm. They're going to go see him mm-hmm. at that HBCU. Mm-hmm. And he will be and can be successful because the school doesn't make the talent. Mm-hmm. The football team doesn't make the talent. The talent makes the football team. Mm-hmm. And Deion Sanders, who is a top you know, uh, football player, very well known, he's at uh, Jackson State University. So it's, it's a it's a win-win situation for him. Mm-hmm. I just hate that black people as a community can never rally behind the impact and the necessity and the positive aspects of being and attending and going to and being a part of an HBCU. Mm-hmm. If we give it importance, it will be important. Right. And I totally agree with you. And I feel like, and this is coming from a person that went to a PWI. PWIs are not all what it's cracked up to be. You lose a part of your culture when you go to a PWI because you just don't experience it. Yeah, you can try to recreate it as best as you can, but it's not the same. And I feel like right. if, a, if a young black man wants to go experience black culture, how dare another black person tell them that they shouldn't because of money? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. The only reason why these schools have money is because of these black athletes. Now, black athletes took their talents elsewhere. You guess where the money's going to go? Cause it ain't gonna be for the white athletes. I, I promise you that. Cause they're not that entertaining. They're not that good. Right. And I, I, I'm, <laughs> sa- I'm sorry to say that, but it's just the case. Like the money, co- the the reason why there's been such an uptick in money is because of the black talent that are on these teams. So I mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's mm-hmm. bewildering when I see 
black men, older black men, telling them that they're not going to be successful because they're not with the white person. Like, how not with crazy, the how yep. crazy do you sound right now? Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of these black men, you know, especially the ones that have already made it, that are, are, are that are retired, they look at white people almost as a savior. Like, oh, my God, oh, 100%. you saved me out of this. And this is the route to go. This is the way to go. Don't do this. Like, don't 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 look at the black side. Don't get too, too black. You need to whiten it up a little bit. You know, and mm-hmm. that's what they preach. And that's all the criticism mm-hmm. that I see uh, for this young man going to this HBCU. It's, t- mm-hmm. like, it's all of that. Like, be yep. saved by the white man. Because that day he right. has the money. Right. And you want money, you need to go where the money is at. And it's like, no, the reason why these places have money is because of this black talent. Right, exactly. So if, the, exactly. if all the black all- talent went to where they need to go, and I feel like you just get a, a, such a fulfilled, enriched culture when you go to an HBCU. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say I fully, truly regret, like, going to a PWI because there were some things that I wanted to accomplish that, unfortunately... The HBCUs around me just didn't have unless I went to Howard and I couldn't afford Howard. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do regret not looking more into them and having um, like my nose in the air when it came to HBCUs. I will say that Mm -hmm. Mm because I didn't want to go to school with all my classmates. All my classmates from Mm -hmm. my old high school were going to HBCU. They were going, they were actually specifically going to PV. And I said, hell no, I'm not going to school, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I never mm-hmm. gave any other, I never gave Texas Southern a chance. I never gave any other, Jackson, I, I never looked anywhere else because I thought I wanted this particular lifestyle. Girl, I got yeah. that. I didn't care about that. Yeah. I but that's the culture, though. But I blame our parents' generation and mm-hmm. I blame the generation before them who, who, once they reach a certain level of status or, you know, or they, or they see, or they want what's best for you. They want you to get what's best. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately we still live in a country where I feel like, you know, there's a significant amount of black people who have this white is right mentality, Mm -hmm. who have this mentality of you've come up if you're around white people, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's like, that is the determining factor of your success is how adjacent and how accessible you are to the whites. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How close you are to the whites. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our parents, you know, I can, I mean, and I can be honest with you, you know, my mom <clears throat> is not a white as right person, but but we definitely glorify as a culture and a community what white people have. Mm-hmm. And we feel like in order to, you know, in order to feel like we've made it, we have to have what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our parents' fault because I I had that same mentality in high school. Like, oh, I'm not going to an HBCU. I was like, everybody from Nimitz is going to PV, you know. Um, but Prayer View gave me money. Mm-hmm. They gave me money after money after money. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I graduated with no with zero student loans. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they cared about me when I was there. And let me tell you, just because all your little friends, you know, started off at the HBCU, mm. literally t- only 2% of them will survive. <laughs> so that, so I, <laughs> so, so, so I even thought about that going into my freshman year. Like I saw a lot of people from Nimitz, you know, going into it my freshman year. 
Um, but then people didn't last, you yeah. know, they, and, and that's just the honest truth. They did not last. And college is all about what you make it. Yeah. You know, I've heard, you know, before I went to PV, oh, it's a party school. Oh, it's, you know, it, oh, it's a bunch of H, uh, STDs. That's all every they do school. is party. That's every school. All they do is party. All they do is turn up. Well, all your friends do is party. All your friends do is turn up and drink and not go to class. Because when I was there, I was a nursing major. Okay, mm-hmm. I was in the library. I was in the two. I was a tutor in the tutoring center. That was my job. I was in a certified student leaders program. I was in the student government association. Mm-hmm. I was in the purple jackets. I was in the PV nurses association. Then I was class president of my nursing class. College is what you make it. Mm-hmm. College is what you make it. I never experienced the side of Prairie View that people said was so terrible. And not to sound like the elite Negro, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I know that's probably what I sound like right now. But, you know, just for a lack of, uh, you know, just for a lack of being able to find a better word right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was in I was doing elite things Mm -hmm. at an HBCU. Prayer View paid for us to go see, um, to go fly to Washington, D.C. for Obama's inauguration. Mm-hmm. I I paid $300. Prayer View paid the rest. Yeah. We had a private chartered plane with just PV students. P- they paid for our hotel room, gave us a, um, you know, a subway car, and all we had to pay for was food. Mm-hmm. What, what school do you know is going to do that? You understand right. what I'm saying? Like the opportunities are endless for black people to go to, when you go to HBCUs, when you when your mind is in the right space, when you go there with a goal that you know that you're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. um, and when you just stay, you know, stay away from the bullshit. Yeah. And he made a decision that was best for him. And there are a lot of people, you know, who I feel like are educated, who have been educated by HBCUs, and even people who went to PWIs, who is who were like, you know, I went to a PWI for undergrad, but I went to my grad school, I went to grad school at an HBCU, and I wish I would have did that, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a different experience. It's a, a much different experience to be around people who want to see you succeed and under, and not only want to see you succeed, but they understand everything that you're going through because they've been there, yeah. not just as a college student, but as a black person, as a black woman, as a black man, as somebody who grew up poor, single mom, single parent household. They they want to see you succeed, you know? Yeah. So and see, kudos that, that, to that, him. That's what people need to learn. Like, people don't know. Like, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know that there were all these enriching things. I didn't know. Like, all I heard was the negative thing. All I saw mm-hmm. were, oh, shit, the people that I'm going, LBJ, if you know LB, if you, I mean, a lot, uh, there's a misconception that, you know, Austin is, all white there are no blacks there are blacks i went to a black <laughs> school <laughs> it was black and mexican i mean we had a magnet program but they had their own separate hall i went to the black part of lbj and i walking through them hallways was, it was just you smelled hair weave and hair greased like it was black you know what I mean? like, i'm just trying to paint a picture for you right and i was like man i don't, don't want to go to school with these people like i don't i'm tired like I don't want to know. I don't want to go through this. I don't want to yeah. go through this again. And, you know, I wish I wish I would have learned the side that you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. going to a PWI is not all cracked up, at, you know, that it that people say it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we don't hear the part that you're saying. Like, people don't know about the part that you're saying. All we hear about is, oh, 
is not as nice as a PWI or whatever. But honestly, I don't feel like my experience was as enriching. Like I wish I would have gone to have that culture. I feel like you're tied into a culture that no PWI can recreate. You can have a whole bunch no. of black people that go to that PWI. Like LSU is probably the closest that I got to a P uh, to a HBCU. I'm sorry. Um, then at UT, UT is the lilliest, whitest schools ever. I will never. Mm-hmm. They ask me for money about every quarter. Them fools ain't never seen a dime from me, with the exception of the money that I owe them. They will never, <laughs> they will never oh. see me ever again. But you know, I. I So there are a couple of things that I think that play into this. And I feel like it's so important to the culture because this can, this can be the start of something major. First of all, we don't need PW. We don't need white people in order to be successful in, in, we don't, we give their spaces success Mm -hmm. from our blackness. So also, honestly intrigues me when people go out to try to dilute their blackness. And I mean, you know, mixing with other people, but the reason why you successful is because of your blackness. So now you're about to dilute it with whiteness for not to be great. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, 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 that's a hot take right there. Anyway, um, I also hear like black men that go to these PWIs that get catered to and they, they they pass that on to the next black man that, that might be coming in and take their place. But the thing is, yeah. the gag is... They're tokenized. Exactly. The, the the gag is, you're the only black person on the school that's being treated like this. And if you don't care about other people, you're going to take that and be like, well, they treated me, they, they treated me amazing, so th- this is the experience for everybody. No, it's not. Like, y- I, I talked to this dude that went to UT... That was a basketball player there. He was like, I love UT. UT treated me right. They gave me everything. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, because you was out there sweating hard for them. <laughs> like, you had to put in so much work. You weren't even treated like, a, a, you weren't even taught anything. You don't know your blackness. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to mm-hmm. how the world works. You All you know is basketball. And you didn't even make it, really. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, like you, you, mm-hmm. you, what were you left with? You weren't left with anything. Right. You didn't get no real culture. You got, yeah, you got flued out, but like you, you didn't make no friend. Like you didn't really get anything. I mean, I guess if that basket, if your inner basketball circle is it and that's all you want, then, you know, that's all you want. Cool. But like, I just feel right. like when you go to an HBCU, cool. that man going to have, they, they, he'll have so much fun beyond just like, oh, the parties and whatever, but he's just going to have so much fun elevating in his own blackness. like and, Right, and, elevating in himself, yeah. exactly. And, yeah, because, you know, oh, oh I'm sorry, continue. Oh, 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 I, well, I was going to, I wanted to add, and I wanted to get your, what you thought about this, but I also hear the critique that when you go to HBCUs, you're not going to be able to uh, function in white spaces. Like, it's going to be difficult I for just, you just about to, say that. to transition into a white space. And... Before you give your opinion, I'm going to say mine. I will say, the people that I started my first job with, well, the, the, the place that I started my first job was at this tech company, this big tech company in Austin. Most of those people that worked at that tech company were from HBCUs. Most of them 
went off to be really successful making six figures. So honestly, when people say that, I'm like, that's BS. Because, and this is coming from a person that went to a PWI. This P- that degree is just sitting, looking at me. It don't, honestly, your degree don't matter. <laughs> your degree don't freaking matter because you're going to end up in the same place with the same mofos that you look down at. Anyway, right. at the same damn level. It really don't matter right. where you went, how you did. You're going to end up in the same place. Right, you yeah, you know, I remember this uh, white girl when I was working in Austin. So mind you, I graduated from a HBCU, Prairie View A and M, and I moved to Austin. I worked in a hospital where I was at one point the only black nurse on the unit. Mm. Okay, um, and and Austin, and yes, Austin has some black people, but the last time I read, the black population in Austin was steadily declining. Mm. I think the last time I saw it, it was like at seven or eight percent was well, the black population. It's it's declining because in the city of Austin. It's declining because of the amount of white people that are moving in, but that's pretty much a steady number. That's all. It's always been around ten percent, eleven percent. It's just the white yeah. population has grown so much. It looks like we're shrinking. Right. But my my whole right. family is still there. Most of the people I went to high school are still there. They, not yeah. Even. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is a lot and, of white people. And do and do the gentrification. Yes. And do the gentrification yes. because a lot of black people live in the suburbs of Austin, but a lot of black people don't live in the actual city. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um. So um. Oh, but what I was saying is, is that. You know, you know, they say that like, oh, being in a going to a HBCU doesn't prepare you for this world. And it's like, look, you have your the, the whole rest of your life to be a minority. Mm-hmm. Why not grow and develop into your adult self within your culture mm-hmm. around people who gonna embrace you, who gonna love you, who gonna help you grow, who want you to succeed? Mm-hmm. Okay, because building that confidence, that foundation of confidence within yourself mm-hmm. and within your and you know, and having that confidence in your and your blackness and your culture is what helps helps you propel through society because you always going to be true to yourself and you always going to be authentic. When I was a nurse in Austin, I did not cold switch not one time Mm -hmm. because I knew my worth. Mm -hmm. I knew I didn't have to put on my white voice today to this day. I don't cold switch. Mm -hmm. Just how I'm talking to you right now is how I talk to my patients is how I talk to, you know, my boss is how I talk when I'm conducting business. Like this is my voice. Mm -hmm. You understand? And and people, and I've realized that people who code switch, well, let me say this, black people mm-hmm. who code switch, black people who feel like they have to conform and change to fit into these white spaces, nine times out of 10, they went to a PWI because they did that their whole four years going to school, trying to fit in. And now you navigating in this world, your unauthentic self. Mm-hmm. Because you did not grow and develop in your early 20s in a space that would embrace you for who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So HBCUs for the motherfucking win. Yeah. And, and and like I said, I went to a PW. I went to the University of Texas at Austin. The only UT. But, um, yeah, I, I don't like, like I said, like there are pros and cons, like. The things that yeah. I wanted to do at UT, I was able to do. Like, I wanted to study abroad, and I looked at programs. I like. I actually looked at P. I actually looked at PV my junior year because I was I was over I was over UT, and they didn't. I want. I really wanted to do some more studying abroad in the programs that I went to school for superficial reasons. But um, well, well, see, that's funny that you they, say that they didn't have the program that I wanted. Like, I wanted to. Go oh, to because some all of my. 
I have a lot of friends who studied abroad at PV. Now mm-hmm. we do have Prairie View does have some type of um, like a relationship with this school in China. So a lot of the study abroad trips are to China. Then my best friend went on a study abroad trip at PV to South Africa. They go to Costa Rica. And then I know somebody who traveled with PV to Australia. So PV has study abroad. Yeah, but, but they just didn't have the not any. That I wanted. I wanted to go to Brazil. Right, right. And I wanted to do mm, Portuguese. Okay. And they didn't have uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. Oh, so okay, okay. That's okay. what I was able to do at UT, which that's an yeah. experience that I wouldn't have got at LSU. Like I look, yeah. I looked at programs that had like I wanted to study abroad and I wanted to go to Brazil mm-hmm. and I looked at programs yeah. that had that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that possibility mm-hmm. and a lot of programs yeah. didn't and UT yeah. did and I yeah did that shit yeah which you know I would right, never take right. that back so. but but yeah yeah, course, yeah I I would it, it's a lot of pros and cons but I feel like for me I I I would totally push person to go to an hbcu because this is an experience that you'll never get anywhere else mm-hmm. you can watch it you can watch a different world it's not the same <laughs> no go and, experience uh, and your black and your black student union at your pwi is not the same it's not the same so i'm, I'm proud that he went like i mean I, mm-hmm. I didn't go to jackson state but i'm so proud that he went because i it looks so fun it looks so fun being around all those black people just enjoying your blackness and yes. you know just being free to be yes. your black self around your black colleagues around your black coaches and just, you know, right. Half of those people right. that go to uh, PWIs don't make it to the NFL. If you think about it, a lot of mm-hmm. them don't make it. Mm-hmm. So why not take your chance and have fun somewhere else? Exactly. Where, <laughs> where exactly. you actually go be loved and appreciated and not called a nigger behind your back. <laughs> right. Yeah. They right. might call you a nigga, but they right. call you a nigger out of hate. But 100%. I, I wanted to also bring up before we head out, head out, just some local news. So, South Oak Cliff High School won a tech won a championship game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saw that, and I mean, I'm not from Dallas, but it was just I'm so proud of them for being yeah. this black ass school. And I'm talking mm-hmm. about every single player is black with all right. their black ass coaches and their black mm-hmm, ass mm-hmm. neighborhood, and they yeah. won. Overall, yeah. really white school, and it just it just makes me. It's so, beautiful. It just I'm just it's like beautiful. yes, and they deserve my it. Aunt, they deserve it for sure. My aunt Adelaide was uh was a majorette for uh South Oak Cliff High School back in like the seventies, wow. the sixties or seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know my so my whole family is basically from Dallas, uh, really? and I've had fan yeah, yeah, that. yeah. My, so my whole family, for the most part um well the ones who i you know visit and stuff often are all from oak cliff my mom is from south dallas my mom is from oak cliff when i go when i go to dallas i'm going to oak cliff my great-grandmother who's 93 still stay in oak cliff wow yeah so so your little family like and i'm talking about your family and your mom your dad are the only ones that live in houston yes what Mm mm-hmm Okay, I learned something new today about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my aunt Dale, my uncle Ned, my cousins—they live in Oak Cliff. My mama, my uncles—they live in Oak Cliff. My uh, my I have other cousins. Well, my papa used to live in Mesquite. I have other cousins who live in like Keller, like on the outskirts yeah, yeah. of uh Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Wow, but you would never move to Dallas. No, I would never move to Dallas. <laughs> 
Okay. That's cool. I've thought about it just to be close to family. Mm-hmm. And I used to go to Dallas literally like three or four times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't been in a long time because of the pandemic. Um, but yeah, and even my best friend, Monica, she from Oak Cliff. What? Yep. Wow. Everybody lives in freaking Dallas. I have no desire to move back. But I, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have no desire to ever live in Dallas. And I've given it thought. I've given it a lot of thought mm-hmm. so many times. Like, you know, should I move to Dallas? Uh, but nah, that's not my city. It's not my scene. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's so many people that come out of Dallas. It's so many people that you would never think. And, and it's just North Texas in general. I don't know what's going on. You would think they would be more from like the the bottom part of Texas, closer to Louisiana. I mean, there are a lot of yeah. black people in in Houston and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I would just think more and more people. It's so funny finding out where people are from. Like, I'm really from Central Texas. Like, my people is from Gonzales, Luland, stuff like that. Central oh, Texas. Oh wow. Yeah. And I mean that's kind of going towards Houston a little bit, but it's more mm-hmm. so central, central. Like yeah, yeah. Um, so it's always funny. But like my my granny was born in Hillsboro, but you know they had a lot of plantations out there. So they would mm. drive, they would come up from Austin, they would come up like six months out of the year, and work in Itasca and Hillsboro, which is like right on the edge, like kind of going towards Dallas. Sorry if you got mm. uh, background noise. Pickles is wilding. Um, <laughs> anyway. It's just so crazy how how small the world is sometimes when it comes to black people, how close yeah. we, we are, really are. Because that's mm-hmm. why I feel like a lot of black people are in North Texas because all the cotton is up there. Right, They're yeah, up exactly. They're picking it. And, right, and, yeah, hell yeah, hell so. yeah. Descendants of, you know, slaves. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so, but yeah, well, this was a great show. This was a blackity black show. It's black all about progressing and getting better. So, say it with me, you guys. No bad, no, I'm just kidding. No bad, <laughs> like, men. no bad niggas that's going into the year. <laughs> y'all, you know, we're, we're all here for y'all. Um, if y'all have New Year's resolutions and stuff, I know people be like, oh, New Year's resolutions, that's goofy. Look, mm-hmm. do whatever you need to do to propel you to making steps for yourself. And if you feel like starting fresh at the new year is something that, you know, helps propel you and motivates you to be better, then like you do that. Yeah. I am not not in anybody's you know how they decide to grow that's how it works for me like i have it's so weird like i have to have an end date like i don't know if it's my personality i don't know if it's like i I don't know (laughs) if it's the zodiac as people i I don't really believe in zodiac i don't believe in zodiac but like i don't know if it's just me i I don't know but like i have to have an end date i have to have a start date i have to have like Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know i don't know Mm -hmm. if this is a mental issue or just it's part of the personality that makes me unique but like if i don't have a start date like, if I don't have an ending, like, I need a proper ending. I have to have closure. I'm a person that has to have closure. If I don't have closure, mm-hmm. it will eat me up. So that's why I'm, I'm doing this thing with all the men. Um, yeah. Or just people in general in my life. Like, I have to have I have to have to an end. Like, you're so mm-hmm. trash. This is it. This is the end. <laughs> this is it. This is the end. <laughs> this is the end. I have to have Ugh. this end. Whatever works for you, um, do it. But yeah. um, yes, that wraps up for, wraps up the show today. Make sure to drop a comment, uh, slide in our DMs. Make sure to follow us on mm-hmm. Instagram at Run That Back Send and Donna. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys, and we will see y'all in the next episode. See y'all. Peace. Peace.